Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 117th, I believe, edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here talking about not your Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, not that there is a lack of things to talk about. We are here talking about uh, Marcus Stroman's home run. That's all we're going to do for the duration of this episode. Uh, of course, yes, Birds All Day, we talk about the Blue Jays, we do all that kind of stuff, uh, but not today. Today, it's all Stroman going opposite field of Julio Tehran, which happened moments before we started to record this here on uh, on Thursday. Uh, and that's all we're going to talk about maybe ever again. Uh, the Blue Jays season uh, is officially a success uh, here <laughs> in mid-May. Uh, it's all it's all downhill from here. Uh, I don't know if I did introduce myself. My name is Drew Fair Service. And joining me, uh, as always... Old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, it was bad when the Blue Jays lost like three games in a row. It was. After winning three games in a row. But guess what? Who cares? All that <laughs> is in the past now. Uh, the hideousness of last night's ridiculous, amazing, horrible, disgusting, weird game. Uh, all in the past. The Blue Jays uh, uh, sunning the Braves a little bit. Uh, that's nice. The score, I don't know, is probably 9 or 10 nothing or something now. All that matters. Literally all that matters is Marcus Stroman hitting home run. Well, there's there's one other there's one other thing that matters. What's that? It's that uh, the, today's episode of Birds All Day is brought to you by McClellan and Stewart, and uh, whatever the rest of that copy is supposed to say about the wonderful Stacey May Fowles and her and uh, her book. I, I'm not the host guy, so I'm just trying to sneak this bit in. Uh, but we had Stacey on be. last week, and it, and she was outstanding. She she is great, and uh, McClellan and Stewart have her new book out. You can get it at all your fine bookstores. Baseball life advice. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yes, of course, Baseball Life Advice, which uh, is about the remarkable humanity, intelligence, and unabashed enthusiasm for the game that Stacey showed on this very show last week. Uh, we had her on because she's great, and, and the fact that her publisher has sponsored the podcast is unrelated. Uh, she'll be on again. There was an awesome outpouring of support. Everyone was, great, was really glad to hear, uh, and she did an awesome job. So you'll definitely be hearing her again, provided she's available. And she'll have us. But uh, but we'll have her, her on again. Uh, and hopefully, if you heard her last week and you hear us reading this uh, snapping uh, marketing copy, you'll go out and pick up a copy of Baseball Life Advice yourself. Uh, but my Baseball Life Advice is to do exactly what Marcus Stroman did tonight, which is hit a home <laughs> run when you're not supposed to. That's great advice, that. yeah. yeah. Uh, go opposite field off uh, a kind of straight fastball throwing uh, guy who had like top of the rotation potential, uh, especially coming out of a uh, rain delay. Make sure you leave him in for a long rain delay, and then when he comes back out, you take him yard. That's my baseball. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it diminishes it a little bit that Luke Miley also took him deep in the previous at bat. You know what? It diminishes. You, you know, you, you made a good point. Uh, except that the only thing that diminishes it is nothing. Right. Of course. Uh, the only thing that diminishes it is that it happened at White Flight Park. That's the only problem I have with it. But uh, it was great. And it, hopefully, it's going to be the moment. It's like the new nap. So, nap together. Uh, rise, was it rise above or rise together? Rise again? Rise against? Something like that. Live and well. What's, whatever their hashtag this year is, it should be changed to go opposite field like Marcus Stroman did in Atlanta because he's some kind of maniac, uh, which is great. Uh, but yeah, this series in these this kind of whatever home and home, however you'd like to describe it, has been a little bit unusual. 
between the Jays and the Braves. Uh, Jays provided a hang on to win tonight on Thursday. We'll have taken just one of four games against the middling Braves uh, because they are probably best described as the middling Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think middling's being kind maybe to both teams, uh, at, at least in this current construction, yeah. But, uh, of course, not without talking points. Uh, number one, the most, the biggest story, I think, so far is uh, Kevin Pillar suspended two games by the team for uttering a homophobic slur um, in the direction of Jason Mott after Mott quick-pitched him uh, and Pilar showing his frustration. They were getting kind of housed at the time. He shouted something out at, uh, at, at Mott and, yeah, probably recognized right away that he'd made a mistake. Uh, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of confirmation well, of what he had said. Hmm? <laughs> you he recognized right away, except when he apologized, like made his statement after the game. It was not really addressing the the thing that he said. It was more in general being immature in how he reacted, and 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 uh, I don't know if that was them trying to you know him trying to get away with uh, you know soft pedaling this as much as I can about and and making it go away and hoping that it goes away. But he he did. Uh, today on Thursday, uh, make uh, a much more appropriate statement about the uh, addressing the slur specifically. But, I, but very... I, I just I hesitate to say that he knew right at the, at the time what was wrong because it seemed like it took him a day to figure out what was wrong. Well, I mean, I, I think he tried to be contrite last night mm-hmm. um, and tried to get out in front of it and not let it um, define you know, him, it, as he said. He, well, yeah, well, and I think it also kind of confirmed because there was. People were watching the, the video and looking at GIFs and things and saying, like, this is what he said, which is a little bit like, eh, like, uh, you know, it sure looked like it. And there's nothing, there's no reason to believe that he, he hadn't made those that statement. Uh, and then when he came out right afterwards, like, really apologetic, it's like, oh, yeah, he 100% said the thing that everyone thought that he said. Uh, and then, but then he also kind of couched it in weird, like, it's part of the game sort of language mm-hmm. um i don't know it's it's really messy and and he's been suspended which means the team has done the right thing uh, he said the, all, all the very precisely right things in his statement today a very carefully and, and well-worded apology written by uh, I, I assume not kevin pilar not to take anything away from his intellect or I, you know ability what? to craft pr messages I, but i would say that except that his PR crafted message was much better than the Jays official one. So if it was, mm. if it was the same person who crafted both messages. They really put a lot more effort, I think, into Pilar's uh, than the team one. So mm-hmm. maybe it was, that that makes me think that maybe it was him. Hopefully, it, it, it genuinely was him. And here's the, my biggest hope is that it. This is going to sound a little corny, but it, that it is a learning moment, a teachable moment, mm-hmm. and there are but there are tangible things that will then come from it. And if it's the Blue Jays doing a better job of embracing the local uh, uh, LGBTQ, oh, the, the local community, yeah, uh, you, you yeah, know, yeah. Do, doing more around pride, uh, you know, it's it's a, not a small deal in Toronto. And for uh, the Jays to have sort of, they haven't embraced it the way that I think that they should have. Uh, and hopefully, yeah. yeah. Stacy Stacy May wrote a piece about that very issue did, last yeah. year for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, this is the thing that can maybe get them um, understanding not just the optics of it, but like the the, the value of it and how it is. A, it, to say that it's a cause worth supporting, and to say that to say that uh, that this is something they should do, like it, that those are they should be it should be table stakes for a large publicly facing. 
uh, consumer-friendly uh, organization, something that is asking so much of its consumers, it should be table stakes. It shouldn't be something that is they need to be poked or prodded into doing. And hopefully Pilar can be part of that and not just pay lip service to it or or wave his hand, wave a hand, and, and you know, write a check. Which obviously that stuff is welcome, but hopefully it's a it's an opportunity for for Pilar to get into the community and learn more about it, and 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 le- continue to learn from the mistake that he made, and and his contrition can hopefully allow him to um, become a better person. Frankly, yeah, you're you're not wrong. What I guess I, I completely agree with all of that. Except you know what I would just say is that I'm sure that for people. The teachable moment thing just gets frustrating because, you know, how many teachable moments are there until you should have been taught this now? You know, it's that, no, for that, sure. That, that's it's all it's it's the it's the equivalent of the thoughts and prayers thing when uh, when gun violence happens and they ask Republicans, you know, what what are you going to do about it? It's like, oh, they, there's a there's a stock response and there's a there's a, a you know, polite uh, decorum, uh, the decorous way to to respond uh, and then they go back to doing nothing, and uh, you would hate for that to be what happens here. And uh, as you say, that the you know a teachable moment with tangible impact from it um, is really. I mean, what, what what can you do? It's. I mean, it, it's good to it's good to have the, these conversations every once in a while. I mean, obviously, you don't want a thing like this to come up, but there are still people, and this more less so than three years ago with Unal Escobar. There are still people who push back and, and are acting like. It's totally fine to th- to say things like that, or or who don't understand why it wouldn't be okay for that, or or finding some way to excuse it, or or even you know last night on Twitter, which is partly why I sort of uh, rushed to get a piece out that maybe I didn't need to rush so badly into, uh, because people were genuinely like, no, he didn't say that, and, and when it was kind of clear that it mm-hmm. was, and and that's a an uncomfortable place to be. I don't think uh, you know nobody wants to be. I don't know. We shouldn't be the fans who are are, are so loyal to the guy because who's wearing the clothes of the team that we like that we're that, that that we're going to abdicate our humanity on things like that and and not acknowledge you know when it's in our faces. So, uh, you know, I think the Blue Jays disciplining him was appropriate. I, I think it was. I would not have complained if it was longer. The suspension. Uh, you know, Escobar got three games, but his. Uh, his incident was sort of premeditated, for lack of a better word. You know, he wrote the, the, the slur on his eye black and went out onto the field with that. So it was like he had many opportunities to not do that. So I can understand that there being some logic in that. Uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's ugly. It's unfortunate that we, that we have to talk about this. But it's good that we do confront it when these unfortunate things do happen. Yeah, I, I think the Unal Escobar example is one that everyone's kind of leaned gone to. And, and I refer to it as well. I mean... Um, Escobar has had a couple different things he could sort of almost fall fall back on. Like he, it was he claimed it was meant as a joke, and and he was able, you know, his cultural is there was a bit of a cultural difference as well that he could kind of lean on. Where Pilar doesn't doesn't necessarily have that, right? Pilar did not mean it as a joke. Pilar did not mean wasn't trying to kid with anybody. He said something offensive mm-hmm. and 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 then it you know later after the game sort of recognized that he had done something that he definitely should not have so but again i, I my the thing that i want to see from polar is, is is as you said not just thoughts and prayers not just i'm going to learn from this but like i'm going to learn from this by doing things and by getting out in and and learning more about 
um, the impact that, that even something that, uh, as as thrown away as you know this you know uttering a slur or calling out an opposing player uh, you know this this you know throwing it at somebody the the impact it can have because I mean Pilar has not just his humanity but he's also you know he Pilar's doing ads for sport check and stuff all the time Pilar's got money coming in based on his persona and his ability to sell himself um, and so he has to maintain that kind of public persona but again more more importantly he I think it's an opportunity for him to grow and hopefully learn and uh, and and do more than just protect his own future earnings but take it take uh, to you know to kind of turn the page and, and and come out the other side better for it hopefully mm-hmm. and well yeah yeah not to not to belabor this but but and, and us uh, people like us too I mean I had a conversation on Twitter with someone who did not like my the piece that I wrote uh, had very fair criticisms about it, which was, you know, maybe have some queer voices about this issue rather than blathering on and, and you know, lend, lending my voice to a, to, to a subject where uh, there's obviously a, a lack of expertise. And, and I, I don't know, I think it it's good to put myself in the place of Pilar in, in thinking that, you know, yes, okay, this is this is a place where we can learn and, and do better. Uh so that so precisely that's why I think we maybe shouldn't keep rambling on about uh, about it. I mean, I, I mean it would be it, it would be good to hear from someone uh, from that community about about this and to let them speak about what it means to them and to the and and rather than I don't know try to grapple with how to make sense of it from where you or I sit. I think too. No, that that's I agree with that, and and I I. I don't think it's I, it's not my um, apology to accept or reject. Um, I think, and and I I know what I my personal expectations and, and hopes for for what is to come out of it. Um, but again, I I think you're absolutely right that there's no need to let our voices dominate the conversation any more than they already have about this. Except so, they have to because uh, this is this is just the, thing, the place where we speak. I mean, yeah. We- we can't not talk. It about is it, our but conversation, yes. but, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, but now that we move on to the rest of the stuff that happened in this game that led up to not only that moment, but the stuff that came after. Uh, Aaron Loop, who has hit, I believe, four batters out of the he's faced less than he's maybe faced eighty batters this year. He's hit four or five of them, uh, which is a lot. He hit uh, Freddie Freeman in that wrist, and it is not broken, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously was not um, premeditated. They, you don't bring a guy like Loop in in that situation to hit. The best player in the other team, um, but the Jays just kept hitting Braves in this series. They seven, I believe, hit hit batters, um, which is just more of a nuisance, <laughs> right? It's just like it's yeah. like there's no. It, 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 if I was a Brave, I would be really irritated. Like that's that is truly irritating. Like we're supposed to be professionals. Like maybe throw it over the plate. Yeah, like control once, your shit. twice yeah. or three or four times in a three in three games. Yeah, I get that. But now when you're talking like that's more than two per game, that's ridiculous. Like, get your shit together. Um, but, of course, so that that kind of uh, was a bit of a spark. Uh, it was a bit of a, a catalyst in, this, in the game uh, where that things, as things got heated with the Pilar and Mott. And, uh, you know, for the most part, cooler heads prevailed as the whomever, the, the umpire, I think, the, I can't remember the umpire's name, no, Larry, no, was it, or Nora, was it? Brian he must, Nora. He must be half decent because I don't know his name. I think he did a good job of trying to of, of 
keeping everybody apart and staying on top of that kind of stuff. A lot of it was centered on home plate. And then, of course, Jose Bautista, uh, who is swinging to that very well, hit a home run off of Air Flaherty. And he maybe overdid it a little bit on the bat flip and the stare down at the mound, uh, which uh, I'm all for. Uh, not the right time. Not even remotely the right time. You're down by five. Uh, he hit the piss out of it, which is great. And then, of course, it kicked off a whole round of garbage. And some shit talk by the Braves after the game. Bautista um, was getting chirped by Jace Peterson, of all people in the world. Like, okay, I understand. Maybe let one of the good players on your team do the talking in that situation, <laughs> Jace. Uh, and, and then, and then See, Bautista, I, like, I, so, hmm? Well, no, I was going to say, that it's, uh, it's always the right time. Flip it whenever you want, Jose. I, I, I could not. I could not have been happier to watch that just completely meaningless home run get pimped the fuck out. It was fucking amazing. Uh, it feels they like, like they don't it felt like, it. like fuck when he. Th- I, 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 there's a part of me that thinks that when he threw his bat, he almost wanted to like catch it and put it down gently. Like oh shit! <laughs> yes, he kind of looked at it and then he started to run. And then Peterson had a lot to say as he came around first base and. Batista went almost stopped, and then he uh, and he kept on going. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then he and and Suzuki Edwards at whole plate, but but uh, again the cooler heads prevailed. Brian Nora was trying to be right on top of it, but Suzuki and Batista seemed like they were talking pretty civilly, and then uh, but then the talk was less civil as a lot of Braves have. Uh, they were obviously fired up about Freddie Freeman and all the other garbage that's been going on in that game. Uh, and then, of course, as always, the fans on Twitter were scrapping and lots of terrible things were said. Um, I spent much of the night with people from Tennessee and Alabama and Georgia in my mentions. Um, <laughs> right. Which was not fun, let me tell you. If there's one way to, if you want to find out how smart somebody is, check out their hashtag to actual word ratio. When they are, like, quote, tweeting you with a hashtag, they're probably a fucking moron. Um, and I had spent a lot of time dealing with those people last night. So it was my own fault. They don't. They get really defensive about the chant, though. Let me tell you, they are not willing to acknowledge the fact that it is racist. It's really weird to see them do that. It's really weird. And and to watch the new ballpark, uh, I don't know if it's maybe I just don't remember uh, Turner Field as well. Uh, but I don't know. Just some some good some good sight lines at the crowd doing the chop. Uh, different sort of camera angles, and I don't know. Maybe it's just more open to 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 the fans, but it just felt it just felt more like I was right in that shop watching it on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. What a horrible nightmare! What a horrible nightmare place! Uh, I I really despise just the whole the whole concept of the Braves and and White Flight Park, and, and also even just on a like on a, a a business level. Like this seems like they're thinking this is sort of the template for the future ballpark like the, to me i'm thinking i don't know what the layout of it th- is there but it's like uh why would you want local businesses to to have fans come in and hang out before the game let's let's make all of this ours you know we got to get our fingers in every pie of this entire you know the whole night experience so here we're going to have a little amusement park for baseball as opposed to integrating a, a stadium into uh into an actual city we're just going to plunk it down here and then you can go or, you know, eat your barbecue at the stadium. I I don't know. Fuck them all. Horrible garbage. It, I think you just said, like, fuck them all, but you definitely also said fuck the mall, 
which is exactly <laughs> what they built. It's like a baseball right, yeah. mall. Yeah. It's a very and and I I think you're referring to I don't know who where that review was, but there was something similar where it was said maybe this is a new model because they're going to build all this area, but it's like I don't it doesn't work like that. You know, like take a look at the at, at the where people live and the way that things are going, and uh, you know even look at the ballpark in Miami where they thought oh yeah you know local businesses will flock there, and none of those things have happened. I mean the Marlins are a bit of a different case, but. Uh, but uh, but anyway, I mean, uh, the fact the, the point is, you know, White Flight Park, they, they did what they did for for the reasons that they did it. And it seems I don't know. Uh, well, maybe next time we have Stacy on. She's there today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So and yesterday. So hopefully she can um, give us her review. She's been to a few um, of late. Uh, you know, she referenced being in Oakland when when the Jays and Josh Donaldson returned. So we'll get her review before we pass judgment on that shit box that they moved to Stone Mountain or wherever the hell it is. I feel we've already passed mm-hmm. a little bit of judgment. Well, there's only so much judgment we could not pass. That's true. That's very true. Uh, but the uh, the other thing of that is the Joe Biagini kind of miracle seemed to come crashing down a little bit yesterday. It could, um, it could have... It could have been better. <laughs> it could have been better. But, I mean, it just went so sideways right off the top. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you wonder if that throw to second base doesn't happen, and uh, you, you know what it was—it six runs on three hits or something like that, it, it, something just completely ridiculous that way. And uh, I don't know. I, I, it sounded like you were ready for Biagini to go back to the bullpen. Perhaps the miracle is over. No, I mean, I just no, I don't think that's true. I don't think there's any reason to stop running him out there in the starting rotation until there are the rest of the internal options arrive. <sighs> but, um, it's, it might not be that hard to beat out Liriano, frankly, the way it's, no, like. frankly, no, uh, but that's just disappointing. You hate to see him not pitch. Well, he, he's, he has pitched so well. I mean, that the, the numbers are a little, were a little gaudy after that, that outing. But, uh, I mean, they, that's this, the last three games against Atlanta, the Jays have just not, um, done anything particularly well other than Jose Bautista seems to not ever get out anymore but uh, they're just <laughs> running they're, they're back at that place but they're just running out like a lineup full of holes and it was kind of working for a while and you know when Justin Smoke is hitting the ball like Mike Trout but uh, then suddenly you have you know the Maley's and the and the Omens and whoever else Black Holes and the Siciliani who hit a home run and then hurt his shoulder tonight uh, he had a bomb, actually. That was another, but, th- you know, that got that got buried in all the crazy things of this series. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was fucking wild too. He destroyed that ball and then, you know, took his shoulder out of its socket with it. Yeah, that's nice. You always that's well, as uh, Joe Girardi said, says uh, it's not what you want. <laughs> it's not what you want to hit, hurt <laughs> hurt your shoulder when you're like a marginal big leaguer and you're like, hey, I'm swinging the bat pretty well. Now I'm injured in the process of hitting. A tape measure bomb. He actually, though, uh, he actually had, I believe, a three seventy five OPS in Buffalo. He'd been so such hot garbage, so it was somehow even worse. That's like, hard gets, to do. I know. <laughs> gets to the big leagues, and uh, wouldn't you know it, destroys that ball. Another reason to not maybe no Marcus Stroman's home run was still the greatest thing that's ever happened. But yeah, Siliano crushed one as well. Um, but yeah, that was that was tough. I mean, on a soulless level, it's like, yeah, it's fucking Siciliani. But also, he was the damn cleanup hitter tonight. That's where they're fucking at. Yeah, that's, uh, well, it's not what you want. 
it's just it's a little on the grim side. But so I, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? You, you had kind of earmarked this little section as kind of a bit of a not of a make or break, but uh, I don't know that the dream of twenty and eight is alive anymore. But no, no. Uh, well, yeah, I made a big deal about uh, the nine games. You know, the last game of that series with Cleveland, the. Uh, and then the following, you know, four and four with uh, the Braves and whoever the hell else they be. Oh, the Mariners, the garbage Mariners that they went and beat. Uh, and you know, it, it seemed like seven and two might have been possible. They've cut, they're coming out six and three. Like if they had run the table, they'd have been at five hundred, and that was obviously way too much to ask. But uh, I don't know, six and three over these nine games is still pretty good. They've got a bit of a, you know, I think they go to Baltimore, but they've got a bit of a soft schedule still coming up before it gets real bad, and they're getting their guys back, and, uh, you know, nobody, nobody's quite running away with the AL East just yet, I don't, you know, I mean. They're the, nine games They're back. not in a great spot, but I'll, yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Boston, let's be honest. Those mm-hmm. other, those other teams, they're, they will fade, this is what I keep telling myself, even though that's probably not true. Um so they're not too far back of Boston, which is really the one I want to keep my eye on just as a defense mechanism. So it it, it, it is what it is. It's uh, it, It's been good to get through these games. But, they, I mean, they should have beaten the fucking Braves once they got to fucking 5-0 and in the first of the nine. Uh, they really had themselves set up to genuinely take a big bite out of the fucking hole that they left themselves in uh, with the terrible start. And they haven't quite done that, but I don't know. They've shown that they're certainly more capable than they showed in April. Well, if they if they win tonight, then they're ten and seven in May, and they will. <laughs> yeah, I, know, guess, they, I guess twenty one and eight's maybe a little bit yeah, from there. You know, it can happen. Twenty and eight, they go. You know, ten and one to close it out. Yeah. Totally plausible. They're uh, with today's victory. They will be uh, scoring more than their opponents in May, which is uh, a nice thing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's it's hard because it, you got to do that at some point. But but to have put a even a decent run together with this kind of the, the a lineup that they've been running out and with the 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 holes and various spots in the lineup, uh, it's encouraging. Uh, but you can't expect it to keep going, right? You you, you just have to. Hope that when the good players come back, they start playing even better than they were. I guess that's my incisive, incisive, insightful commentary. Well, the thing is uh, for today. The thing is, I mean, you know, God love Russ Martin and, and Troy Tulowitzki. They're they're very good players and they they're assets to this team. But uh, getting fucking Josh Donaldson's bat back into this lineup every night will make a pretty significant damn difference. So it's it's it, I think it's not all doom and gloom. Like that really is just thinking about the games that we've seen that they've pissed away. Like a, like. Put, put Donaldson into those lineups instead of whoever the fuck was playing third base, your Coglins and your Barneys and everybody else. Uh, it gives you a nicer chance to win, that's for sure. And, and that is what you want. Mm-hmm. I do. That, that, that's what you want, is, uh, is good players who can give you a chance to win. Uh, this is why people tune in to this to this <laughs> podcast, well, where, which of course you can subscribe to uh, uh, iTunes if you search for Birds All Day. Uh, we have SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash Birds All Day, where you can grab uh, the RSS. If you have another kind of pod feeder like uh, like Stitcher or Podcatcher, I don't know, they've all got others, all kinds of names. It's Spotify, you can get pods podcasts on there too. Uh, and if you're at iTunes in particular, you can drop us a rating or a review 
and we would appreciate that. And of course, as we always mention, we are uh, powered by Patreon and by our listeners. So we are thankful, and we say thank you to everyone who has um, contributed and 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 patronized us over the past uh, two plus years and innumerable bat flips and shitty fights and stuff. Uh, so thank you. But and if you want to join them, if this is your first or second time listening, say you listened to the podcast last week with Stacey May. And he said, then hey, those guys are all right uh, when she's around classing up the joint. If you made it to today and you made it halfway through this episode, way to go. Head over to patreon.com slash birds all day and, uh, and get in the act. And for that, we will be very appreciative. And, uh, you know, what we're going to do this year. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll get some more of those, um, the Patreon exclusives going again this year. We will uh, do some G-chats and Google Hangouts and live stuff at the Ossington because uh, those are fun. So... Mm-hmm. We'll take your temperature on that stuff, and we'll get it fired up, right? Right. That sounds like a thing to do. Yeah, I think that's a good time. Um, and speaking of a good time, is there anything else? So, oh, are they? What, can I talk to you about this? I'm going to ask you. I'm going to be like sure. that guy uh, that you would have. You said you would have assumed it was a it was a, a Morosi thing, but no, it wasn't. It was John Heyman saying talking about the Blue Jays trading Roberto Osuna to the Nationals. Yeah. Is that what is that what I read through the lines? I I saw the headline. I you know, today was a bit of a, bit of a busy day, but yeah, I, that, apparently John Heyman is saying the the Nationals they're looking around. P- teams are starting to look around. You're starting to see those sorts of rumors, right? I think Boston was uh, was checking in on guys. Uh, I forget who I saw. I saw the that they had been looking at Quintana. I think maybe that creep can roll, obviously. Um, and uh, and yeah, I don't I don't know where this came about. I, it is something I have scheduled to to take a look. Well. Scheduled is not really a thing from with me, obviously, but uh, it's in my mind to take a look at tomorrow because, yeah, what the what the hell, John Heyman? Where is this report coming from? I have no idea. I, obviously, if you're the Nationals, you'd love to have Roberto Osuna. Give me give me Trey Turner, and then and we can talk. Yeah, Trey, oh Trey Turner. Yeah, Trey Turner. Yeah, really. I think that's probably a bit of a high price. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a very high price. What's the, is that? Do they trade that Hansel Robles or whatever? Don't they have a a guy named mm, Hansel? Unless he was in the Eaton deal, he may have been. Yeah. No, that's the wrong guy. He plays for the Mets. I'm thinking of somebody else. Anyway, they, who cares? Victor Robles. There's a Robles. Victor Robles. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's his name. Hansel Robles is definitely like a prospecty type of guy. But but uh, prospects are, are you, for poor people. Yeah. Are you going to? It sounds like I hear typing like you're going to go through the national system and piece together a Roberto Osuna trade. Yeah, fuck that. No way. <laughs> uh, nobody's trading for Roberto Osuna. They haven't even had a chance to make him a starter yet and ruin him before they trade him. I mean, come on. Let's let's give it time. I heard that's what he wants. Freddy to wants become to be, a starter? Freddie wants to be a starter. Uh, I hope that's true. I hope he does. I hope they let him. I thought he didn't want to be a starter. Yeah, I that's know. what that's what I thought too. And then I heard someone say that uh, maybe he doesn't. Who knows what to believe, really? Uh, these these fickle millennials—you can't keep track of their <laughs> comings and goings. Um, uh, but anything. So coming up, but they go back back into it, right? They got to go back and play against good teams again, real uh, teams in the American League. You, yeah, Baltimore. Like Baltimore's coming up. They go. They go there. They visit those fucking trash people. And then, as I mumble a bit and pull up the schedule, oh Milwaukee, <laughs> I see that's Milwaukee. They, yeah, they got to go play against. Uh, we got to turn right back into Thamesgraph, uh, which is exciting. 
It's really uh, not. It's he, really not that bad. Hmm? Texas and Cincinnati after that. So Texas is playing pretty good baseball right now. To yeah. uh, to their Counter, eternal credit. Counterpoint. They're trash and can fuck right off. Oh, the, that both I can hold both those ideas in my head at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they are indeed trash. But they are winning a lot of games. Uh, and they're also Rangers fans are super horny for uh, Shohei Otani as well, because uh, John Daniels was there in Japan to watch him not pitch because he's hurt. <laughs> but uh, I I got no time for that. I do like anywhere else. Let him be a Dodger. I don't care. Not the Rangers. No, that's enough of this. Because he's going to be a Blue Jay, right? I don't think that's yes. going to happen. No, I, I I hate to tell you, you know Eric Thames. I thought maybe there was a real chance, just because, who knows? But yeah, no, not Otani, not a chance. You know, do you do you recall that we thought you Darvish might have been a Blue Jay at one point? I I seem to remember something about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Some sort thing. of like mass fucking delusion that was going on. Yeah, that was a crazy time, and it's that's almost five years ago now. Wow. Um, the Eric Thames thing, it just made way too much sense. And, and then, you know, he, ha- he's co- cooled right off, but, uh, he's, he's basically already paid for his first year of his contract. <laughs> I mean, with a month, he's been worth essentially two wins. So that's, he's almost paid for his entire contract. It's crazy. Though, I mean, what you want to, you want to get rid of Canada's first baseman? I don't know about that. So you are, you're of the mind that Canada's first baseman is going to be a Blue Jay then. Canada's first baseman is Justin Smoke, is what I mean. Oh. <laughs> no, Canada's first baseman is Freddie Freeman. Yeah, he's okay, too. I, he's hey, the best. Br- bring him around, yeah. Love him. Hey, the, that I, I, will ne- I will never forget Freddie Freeman in a meaningless game on a go-nowhere, dog-shit can- Canadian team down by however many runs to like Venezuela in the last game of the World Baseball Classic. He hits a ground ball of shortstop, and he hauls ass down the line, giving everything he's got. To try to beat it out for an infield single. Forever Freddie Freeman in my mind. He looks like a fucking astronaut and he might as well be one. Because uh, he is like my hero. That, there were so many you know, soft focus features of him back in, this, in the World Baseball Classic time. I'm here for all of them. Freddie Freeman. I feel bad. I hope he, he heals up and comes back and continues to mash. Because he's amazing. Should have put uh, and in maybe that, if he, one day he could be a blue chip. <laughs> Should have put in that kind of effort to get out of the loop fucking fastball then maybe. Was it even a fastball? I don't know what it was. It was one of those dumb pitches Aaron Loop throws that always hit guys. <laughs> I got hit on the elbow on Saturday. Mm. And let me tell you, it was not thrown as hard as an Aaron Loop pitch. And it sucked. I was really not having it at all. I was not happy. But I could barely move. I had to like, I was supposed to catch the next inning. No, no. I had to go play shortstop where, you know, you have a nice bit of a break. I got hit twice on Saturday. I'm like, I'm like Brandon Geyer, basically, of the Toronto Men's Baseball League. Um, but yeah, hit on the elbow. Dog and shit. There, and there are guys playing in the minors for what? 12 grand a year? Something, something stupid like that? What an insane sport. They should probably pay those guys more money. They really should. Uh, oh, the other thing we could talk about... Um, is the the bunt the John Gibbons bunt? Oh fuck yeah! Uh, you and I, of all the people in the world, have given John Gibbons uh, such a a pretty easy go of things. Not like we have any choice. Like we're out there grilling the manager. No, I uh, <laughs> right. love love Gibby. Always had lots of time for Gibby. Feel like he runs you know like the way he operates his baseball team gets out of the goddamn way for the most part. What was going on with this? That was very weird. 
right? I mean, I don't know. I, you can't. Did he ever adequately justify it? It just—it's just oh, we we did the orthodoxy thing where we forgot that it was Devin Travis who has been lighting the world on fire until that point when it I, it didn't make sense. I don't uh, I don't know. And it, it, what was so weird about it is that it was it was out of character for Gibbons. You know, he's not a guy who does a lot of bunting. He has sort of a little bit more this year. And I don't know. I try not to think too much about his you know actual tactical moves and i don't i try to avoid creating a database in my mind of horrible things he's done because i'm I'm afraid that it will start to add up to the fact that maybe he's not doing the right things out there and i don't want to i don't want to think that but i also think that that he's really not he's usually he's pretty pretty good uh or at least good enough and and it's just there, there's definitely an instinct that I have that I think you would perhaps would have as well to to defend him in, in the face of just the clowns who uh, who just would hate any manager for of any team all the time. You know, it's just it, it just always the criticism gets pointed back at the manager and can't see that that's what they do. So it's always the manager in front of them is the worst manager they've ever seen. And that drives me nuts because I think it's not Gibbons. And maybe that means we don't give him uh, a fair enough assessment and we're a little too easy on him. Uh, but that one could not let that one pass because that was just fucking weird. Just weird. And it, it, and it blew up as, you know, as spectacularly as it could too, right? I mean, if he'd executed the bunt and they'd have you know, won the game, obviously it wouldn't have been a, as big a deal. But, man, not cool. It, it, if they'd executed the button, they'd won the game. It, it, there's a there's the Keith Law part of me that's almost wish almost thankful that it didn't work out because then people would be like, "See, you got a button, you got to play small ball." Yeah, uh, but no, of course the small ball advocates don't typically remember those these sorts of it because if you are at a small often if you are the small ball or the giveaway out advocate, you can shape the argument however you want. So you want him to bunt, and you, the manager calls for a bunt, but then you are a bad manager because you haven't taught. Uh, an incredibly gifted baseball player had to give get out on purpose. You have not drilled that deep enough into his brain that he can skillfully um, bunt and get out on purpose. But uh, but yeah, no, it was just uh, a regrettable. It's a National League bullshit. You're looking across the field at a National League team, and your brain goes haywire. You start being like, well, you know, you got to play for one run. You got to play to win the game. I don't know. I'd like to blame fucking Jesse Specter, frankly. Just wormed his oh. way into Gibbons' head. Killing him for not having Morales bunt with, like, down six with two outs in the ninth and two runners on. Because Kedrick Morales, who's literally never bunted in his entire goddamn life, has always been, like, the 4-5 hitter on every team from, you know, as a kid in Cuba all the way up. Asking him to bunt at that point. And it just wormed its way into Gibby's head. He's like, okay, I'm getting killed for the bunt here. But, But Gibbers, Gibbers, you don't listen to Jesse Spector. You listen to your heart. I mean, your heart says, <laughs> Devin Travis can hit. Yeah. You, obviously, you've been listening to that. You're, you listened to your heart say that for two months when he was like, oh, for April. You weren't telling him to bunt then. Anyway, uh, we should we should wrap it up. We're running a little long. We, we, uh, we should aim to, uh, to to shut her down a little early tonight. Um, we just, well, in honor of, of uh, the great, the day, what day is it today? 17th? I don't know, it's a fucking holiday. It's an 18th, it's a holiday. May 18th, Stroman Day. The day Marcus Stroman did a home run. He's one of the, what, what did I see, the first AL pitcher with two extra base hits in a year in like fucking 50 years? 
the best. That's fucking awesome. It is. This well, this was still. a little pro, a little profane, a little f bomb heavy, without us really like yelling at anyone. Trouble. Well, at least we creatively we, bankrupt. <laughs> at least we have this one. We didn't need to take the sharp objects away from us before we started, so that's good. Well, that's two. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, the last couple have been grim. The the one well, last week was good. Well, Stacy was good. Yes, that's right. The last so, well, couple were just us. Again, we have to see what her what her schedule is like, uh, and we'll have her on again. If you want to see her, if you want to hear her again, let it let us know. Tweet at her, tweet at us. Hit up hit up Facebook, Facebook uh, Birds All Day. We're on Facebook. We like let's get some banter going. I don't know if people are on Facebook all day long. Chime in, tell us do, what you want to do hear. Do people Stace still to talk use about. Facebook? Do they they use it still? Nanas do. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, break up Facebook. Break it up now before Mark Zuckerberg runs for president and keeps it together forever. Look what he's going to do. They broke up AT&T. Anyway, that's it. The Blue Jays are uh, going to play the Thameses next week. They've got the trash birds between then and now. It's a good time to be a Blue Jays fan. Rejoice. And Jose Bautista is on fire. Rejoice. For Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Ferris. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.